everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I'm so excited to be kicking off season five of the podcast. We've been hearing from you that that you wanted to hear more from us. So we're really excited to announce that we're going to be bringing a brand new episode of the So Good podcast every single week. And in season five, it's all about the power of story. You see, your story, it matters. It matters to God and it matters to us. So we're gonna be sharing some of your stories all throughout season five. We're also gonna be having some really amazing guest speakers that are gonna be sharing their testimonies of faith. You're gonna hear stories about healing, salvation, freedom, and stories of God propelling women into their purpose and calling. It's going to be amazing, so stay tuned every week for a new episode that will be coming out every single Monday. Also, I want to say thank you to those who subscribe to the podcast, those of you who tune in faithfully and leave comments. We want this space to be a two-way conversation, and you're the ones that make that happen. We love hearing from you, so keep it up. Hey, speaking of conversations, have you ever sat down with a a friend that you thought that you knew, or maybe it was a new friend you were just trying to get to know, and you asked a simple question, can you tell me your story? And at the end of that time together, what you heard actually surprised you, that not only did you know that person better, but there was something about their story, maybe a challenge that they overcame, that when you left that conversation, you actually felt a little bit stronger because of the story that they shared. Or maybe you've seen a story in a movie like Schindler's List or or Les Miserables, and after you saw that story, it inspired you and stirred something in you that made you want to do more for people that couldn't do things for themselves. Well, that's the power of story. Story is so powerful, and the power of story can only be released when it is shared. And that's what this season is all about. So we have an incredible lineup of stories and testimonies that are going to build your faith and raise your level of expectation. These guest speakers that are going to be joining us on the podcast, they're going to inspire you and equip you to run your race a little bit longer, to get a little bit stronger on your journey. And we know that your story might be able to help somebody else and we want to hear from you. So make sure you listen to the end so we're going to tell you how you can share your story because this is what we know. Your story, it matters. Your God story matters. If someone were to write the story of your life, it would be called a biography. If you were to take the pen in your own hand and write your own story, that would be called an autobiography. But when we put the pen in God's hand and we allow him to write our story, I like to call that our theography. I might have made that word up, but it's theo means God and graphy actually means a story. And so I love the this idea of God writing a theography 
on the pages of his life. See, this is when we, when we actually, again, put the pen in his hand and we allow him to write the title of our identity. And when we do this, he redeems our stories and he makes sense and gives purpose to all of the painful chapters of our story. And this theography could also be called a testimony. And a testimony is really powerful. There's so much power in the words of our testimony. Think about it. A testimony in a courtroom, just by definition, it's actually an eyewitness account that gives evidence and proof of the truth. See, think about that. An eyewitness testimony in a courtroom, it has the power to actually set somebody else free from from future prison or captivity. And this is so powerful. See, in Mark chapter 5, there there is a powerful testimony, and, and it's a really dramatic story. It's when Jesus is visiting this region called the Gerasenes, and this dramatic story actually reminds me of a scene out of Friday the 13th. I mean, it is actually that scary. See, Jesus heals this man that's that's demon-possessed, that's been walking around the town naked among you know the graves and the tombstones, and, and what Jesus does, I don't have time to read the whole story, but the, the details are pretty dramatic the way he delivers him. And the people in that town are actually afraid of Jesus and still afraid of this man. And they try to run Jesus out of the town. But this guy that was delivered, that that God had actually touched his life, he was so grateful for Jesus taking him out of extreme darkness that he actually wanted to put his life in Jesus' hands. He wanted to put the pen of his story in his hands. And he said, you know, I want to come with you. I want you to disciple me and teach me your ways. And as you would think that Jesus would say, yeah, come with me, because that's what he said to so many of his disciples. He said, come, follow me. But for this guy, this, this wasn't what Jesus had to say. In verse 18 of, of Mark chapter 5, it says that Jesus did not let him come. But he said to him, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns in that region, and he began to proclaim the great things that Jesus had done for him. And everybody was amazed at what he told them. See, what Jesus was saying was, go tell your story. Your story is powerful. Go tell your story. Go testify of what I have done in your life. Think about it. He was a new believer. I mean, literally five minutes old when Jesus told him to start sharing his testimony. I mean, he had not even been through a foundations of faith class or a a Bible study. and, And the people in the town, everybody was afraid of him. But Jesus knew something about the power that would be unleashed in his life when he would share his testimony. And I just find this so profound because he was actually the only Christ follower in that town. Remember, everybody was afraid of Jesus except for him. And this is so important because Jesus knew something. He knew that there were going to be some battles ahead for this man. And by telling his story again and again, it was going to strengthen his faith. His testimony was actually going to be a spiritual weapon in the battle that he would have to fight for his faith. His testimony is what was going to bring victory into his life in the battles that he would face ahead. 
And see, that's what happens when we share our testimony. When we share our testimony, an eyewitness account of God's power in our lives, we, we don't just have to have a, a testimony of our salvation when, when we came to, to know Him as our Savior. But the longer we walk with Jesus, we have testimonies of healing, testimonies of when He provided, when we couldn't provide for ourselves, testimony of His faithfulness, the the testimony to his power for us to forgive what we could have never forgiven on our own so that we could walk in freedom. Stories and testimonies of, of answered prayer. This is These are the testimonies that become chapters in our theography. And when we tell these testimonies, when we tell these stories, our faith gets stirred up to believe that if he did it before, he's going to do it again. And see, that's what happened in this man's life. And I, I love this because Revelation 12, 11 says that they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. We, become, we, we overcome the battles that we face when we share our testimony of God's faithfulness again and again and again. And what this, this former demon-possessed guy found out was that not only would his testimony bring him victory, but it would actually cast vision for other people of what God wanted to do for them. And it, it, it cast vision, a testimony actually cast vision for what could be. And I love this. We know that others heard this man's story. They, they heard the story of what Jesus had done. And then they saw something in this man that, that they wanted for themselves. And we know that this happened because in Mark chapter 7, when, when Jesus comes back to that town in a boat, there is actually a crowd of people waiting for him, 4,000 people on the shore. When he left, there was nobody that believed in him except for the former demon-possessed guy. When he came back, 4,000 people were waiting on the shore. And those people actually, those were the people that actually kicked him out before when he when they were afraid of him and now it's amazing that they were waiting to hear the life-changing message that jesus wanted to bring them all because of one man's testimony see that word testimony it has its hebrew roots in in the in, in a primitive word it's 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 adut and adut is this hebrew word which means to return to repeat to do it again so when we share our testimony, it, it not only celebrates what, what God did in the past, but it actually celebrates that we have a God that wants to do it again. See, the word of your testimony, it has so much more power than you can ever know. And your theography is more important than you'll ever know. I think the people in that region of the Gerasenes, that they had to be saying, hey, if, if Jesus could heal that guy, if there's hope for him, then maybe just maybe there's hope for me. And that's what your story could inspire in other people. Hey, if they can forgive the unforgivable and live a life free of bitterness, maybe Jesus can do that for me too. Hey, if God came through for, for her and provided financially, maybe he'll do it again for me. If they survived being bullied in high school and middle school, maybe, just maybe that that. I can walk confidently like them as, as a chosen, confident, purpose-filled daughter of God. Maybe that's what God has waiting for me in my future. That's what your testimony can inspire in others. See, your testimony and the power of your testimony is that your victory is going to, to write vision in someone else's story. And I love this because 
your, the vision that you could cast could actually forecast someone's future. Revelation 19.10 says it like this. It says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Think about that. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That means when we tell other people what Jesus has done for us, you're actually prophesying. And some of you Pentecostals out there, you're getting pretty excited right now. They're like, go, Julie, we're going to be prophesying. And some of you might be getting a little bit nervous, but don't get nervous because prophecy isn't a scary word, right? To prophesy is just to carry a message from God that could change someone's future. I love that. See, God saved me. God healed me. God rescued my marriage. And I, I really believe that when we declare the goodness of our God, that we unleash a power that we did not even know was possible, a power that is within us, within our testimony, that is going to, that is going to impact our own lives and the people around us. So I thought that to kick off season five, that, that I would share a little bit of the opening chapter of my own theography, my own God story. And to be able to share this story, I have to kind of back up to, to the 1970s and, and tell you a little bit about a couple, an older couple named Dick and Mabel Smith. And Dick and Mabel Smith were, were business owners. They had several mobile home parks here down in South Florida. They owned insurance companies and, and, and they bought and sold land. So they were really professional business people, but they were also Jesus people. They loved Jesus and everywhere they went, they actually just carried his message with them. And not in like a weird kind of way, or in a way that like turned people off, but in a super life-giving way. They, they always cared about other people. Dick Smith was actually a customer at a local bank. And at this bank, there was a, a teller, a bank teller, and she was a single mom going through a really, really hard time. But every single time Dick Smith would come in, he would make her day. He would encourage her. He would always ask about her kids, how they're doing, and and. And he would share, you know, just what God was doing in his life. But this bank teller, this woman, she actually noticed the integrity of Dick Smith, the way he ran his business and, and the way he was always so life-giving. And so there was a, a time when this single mom's daughter, she wanted to go to a, a new church. And the mom wasn't really familiar with this church. And actually, she was a little bit nervous because she had heard that that they kind of raised their hands and they did some pretty weird stuff. And so the mom was a little bit nervous, but she actually heard that this was Dick Smith's church. And so when she heard that, she gave her daughter permission to go to that church because if Dick Smith went to that church, well, then that church must be okay. Well, that daughter was actually me. I was a 13-year-old teenager at the time, and, and my family was just going through a really hard time. I have amazing parents who are serving God today, but in that season of our life, we were in a crisis season. And so I was a, a young teenage girl um, living in the aftermath of a really messy divorce, and I was following my older brothers and sister uh, uh, down a path that was leading me in a really destructive direction. Until one day, I was invited to Dick Smith's church. And the only reason I showed up was because somebody told me there were going to be some really cute guys there. So when I walked in the doors, I found what I did not even know I was looking for. I found people that began to just encourage me and speak life over me, like Dick and Mabel Smith. I found a student pastor who would come to my basketball games. I found mentors who would drive 30 minutes just to make sure that I made it to student ministries. And I found one of those really cute guys, which is my husband, Todd. That's another story for another time. But that 
first day walking through the doors of a church, those people, they just made living for Jesus so attractive that it took away my taste for anything else. And eventually, those people led me to Jesus, and it changed my life forever. And that was, that was the opening chapter of my own story. And that first chapter actually marked every other chapter. And when I think about the Dick and Mabel and my student pastor and those mentors and, and my 13-year-old best friend, Todd, I think one of the most beautiful parts of my own theography, and I really believe it's probably one of the most beautiful parts of your God story, is that there are other people that are on the journey that write on the pages of our God story, They're, that God places in our life to write on those pages, to write words of encouragement, to write words of calling, to write words of strengthen. And this is just such a sacred privilege that we have in each other's lives, that that together, that we get to write on the pages of each other's God story. Our stories are richer, more colorful, and so much more fun because of each other. So this is why in our, our show notes, there's a resource to help you write your story. There's also a link to, to share your theography with us. What has God brought you through that would encourage someone else? Some of you have healing testimonies, salvation testimonies, freedom testimonies, or testimonies of God propelling you into your purpose and calling. Testimonies of, of how that person came along, that coach, that mentor came along at just the right time and spoke just the right word that became a new chapter in your theography. And this season, we're gonna be featuring some of those testimonies throughout season five. And you never know, we might be featuring your testimony on our So Good podcast. We're gonna be sharing stories all throughout season five, and we really cannot wait to hear from you. This is going to be a so good season because you shared your story. Girls, your story matters. It matters to God and it matters to us. And I cannot wait to hear from you in the days ahead. So we'll talk to you next time on the So Good Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, sogoodsisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. Good.